Do it again. Of all the gin joints in all the towns in all the world. You're listening to Drinks, Jokes, and Storytelling. A martini, shaken, not stirred. Don't try and church it up, son. You can't handle the truth. I am the picture that got small. Your first one's on us. Burn. What are we listening to? As drinks. the opening <laughs> song, the new opening song for drinks, jokes, and storytelling. <laughs> I'm your host, Mark Grigadana, with me as always. Richie Byrne. Your producer, Soul Joel. Now that beautiful, beautiful, beautiful song was recorded by our special guest. Who's today, also beautiful. Who's yes, also beautiful. Very much so. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Maureen Langan. Woo! May I please tell you, uh, those were the vocal stylings of Richie Byrne <laughs> at the Valley Forge Casino, yeah. where he burst into song with a lovely, a middle-aged, attractive African-American woman, <laughs> and they, woman, and they serenaded each other, and I couldn't function, because nobody <laughs> takes karaoke more seriously than you, Richie. Now, but you do have a good voice, I have to tell can, you. Can the I, high note, not so much there. Can I, the wall of racism <laughs> across America. Can I tell you yep. that yes. the other night? <laughs> hand in hand. He did the Valley Forge, and I, I was off. I came down, did a guest spot. We ended up in the karaoke bar. No. And the, the DJ couldn't have been greater. He's like, hey, Soul Joe, go to his show, blah, 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 the whole thing. And all of a sudden, he looks over, and he goes, Richie Byrne is here. <laughs> did you get up and sing? Yeah. I yeah. yeah. He's the I sang Ruth by myself, karaoke. though. I didn't. I didn't. Oh, wow. Did you sing all by myself? Oh, no, I sang with Mark. <laughs> Mark and I sang. Look, we Mark Riccadonna was some Elvis. We did do Elvis. That was fun. Yeah. I, you and know what's funny is I wasn't drinking, but I almost forgot because I was so tired. Yeah, I, you got that tired eye? As soon as I walked into the thing, Gino was saying to me, he goes, I think you're drunk. You're too drunk to go home. You better get a room. I go, I haven't drank yet. Shout out to Gino <laughs> Vento. Yeah. Shout out to Gino Vento and Gino Steaks. I like the haircut. Thank I think it's a nice. I think you and Soul Joe. Because I didn't recognize it. Because it she looks, it's very becoming. I didn't know it was him, but you and Soul Joe look very similar now. <laughs> All right. Yes. All right. Well, I'll take it. They both have dark hair and they're yeah. both overweight. That's what uh, you Look at the kettle calling the <laughs> pot. Is that what you say? <laughs> so Richie's the oddball because he has I'm actually hair. the kettle. <laughs> so, what are you in the middle of pouring? Well, you, you did say bring a beverage. Can yes. I just say that we've been doing the show for what? 28 years, and Maureen Langan is the first comic to show up with her own alcohol. And the and first person to listen to several podcasts before yes, she got here. I'm very, yes. so. Do you not know what a pro I am? I'm I don't know if anybody, does anybody not know I'm this. Very, this is I'm so well, hurtful. Flattered. I, we expect that you're a pro. It's just how bad everyone else is. That's it makes true. you not That's just stand out. You yeah. Just yeah. You, it, I just... <laughs> 
Yeah. All right. So I've been listening to you guys. I wanted to bring something different, but this is one. Um, red wine is one of my favorite, and I did hear that you guys drink red. I know I Richie, like red. particularly mm-hmm. you. And <laughs> I was going to bring something called Franciacorta. I which, like a red that goes with my vodka. I, or I thought you meant with your cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> I have sunburn, Maureen. I'm Irish. No, but I like, I'll tell you first something I do love that I love to turn people on to called Franciacorta. Fran, F-R-A-N-C-I-A-C-O-R-T-E. It's made in Italy. It's not a Prosecco. It is done champagne style in the bottle, fermented. And it's called Franciacorta. You I think I dated her great in high school. Bottle. Franciacorta. Franciacorta. And it's like 20 to 30 bucks, and it can match some really great champagnes uh, twice a And you price. get it at any uh, liquor store? Uh, very few, like Whole Foods might have one bottle. A lot of places, people don't know about it, but it's a really great treat to bring somebody if who likes bubbles to try something different. It's a sugary like Prosecco, which is done in vats. So my friend, a New York comic, married this guy in Rome who's a sommelier, and we're out to dinner. And I said, Marco, I don't normally like Prosecco. Marina, it is not Prosecco, it is Franciacorta. I'm like, all right. All right, so the, and this is what you brought? No, that is bubble. <laughs> <laughs> that is what I was going to bring, but I heard Richie Byrne say red is his favorite when you had uh, Dina Blizzard on. Oh, wow. Ooh. She did dig uh, a back a few episodes. I just went right I was just kissing no. Dina's ass. That's no, all. She, all right, yeah, whatever. Well, look what you freaking get now, then, in case you do No, like. no, no. So no. why don't we take a sip and you tell me what you think it is? Well, shouldn't we toast? Oh, cheers, my dear. How dears. bad luck is that? No, no, yeah. good luck. Yeah. Cheers. Go. I like that Maureen did the sophisticated like sip where it's a tiny sip. Richie opens his mouth and just pours. Can I have more? Shot. Yeah. Yes, I <laughs> well, well, it's funny you say that because after the show, uh, Maureen, uh, very professional, nothing to drink before the show. In fact, I thought maybe you didn't drink and you had a you had a um, soda water, soda water and cranberry. But then after the show, she turned the Valley Forge Casino into her own winery. Oh, She's yeah. doing samplings and tastings. <laughs> I'm not sure. Can I have another she has one? The, I, she has the waitress coming over yeah. and going a little now? red, please. Uh, something I in white. Her very well. No, I, and I'm not. I'm not saying you didn't, but I was like, this isn't a winery. <laughs> what do you have in red? What do you have in white? Now this is very good. Yeah. This is you like very it? Be, good. You know. Well, I like it because it's sweet. Isn't. It isn't. Oh, it's you not. Think no, it's, it's not. That's exactly <laughs> why I don't. Joe yeah, just why I do like it. Joe, you're out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Clear, clearly, I'm not a connoisseur. No. What do you think it is? What do I think it is? Mm. Just random. It doesn't matter. I wouldn't know if somebody asked me. I'm not going to. Is it, sure, is it Shiraz? Uh, we'll take that in. What else do you think it might be? I have a feeling it's something not really like, like it's something probably really popular. Closer to the microphone, Burn. Yeah. I don't know. Since when? Seriously, I'm the only one people hear on this goddamn podcast. Uh, Mark Riccadonna, anything? Um, Shout I, out? I don't know wines really well. That's all right. No, I mean, I, I just know what I like. I'm so. going to say, like, it has, it has like a... Um, it, it Tastes like red like wine. Filled. Filled. Like, that would not, be full. It's not like a... <laughs> it's full-bodied? Yeah. yeah. It feels... It tastes filled. Filled. I feel like it's filled, filled. with flavor. <laughs> what are you thinking? Like, Come on, you're the only one who hasn't said it. Well, I'm thinking um, it's one of the, like... Like ones, you, normal ones, the, uh, like a... Uh, Sounds like Merlot. P- Pinot Noir. Pinot Noir. No, that's oh, you, too heavy. I thought you wanted me to name the, the company. No, I just want to know what you think it is. I is think it it's Merlot. Okay, I'm going to... Shall I reveal? Reveal. And may I set up why? Um, okay, says. so you guys, Dina was uh, talking about a wine she likes, uh, a, like, you know, mm-hmm. a, a type of wine. And she's like, I don't know where it's from. And you were like, oh, I think it's from the Outback. Therefore, it's Australian because it's called Malbec. 
from Argentina. Oh, wow. wow. It's from Argentina. There's I've a lot seen, of good ones yeah, out there. Malbec, I've heard a lot about it. I've never had it. It's really good. M-A-L-B-E-C, not the Outback, and like Australia. <laughs> wow. Did I listen to your stupid podcast or what? I see MLB and I think baseball. So. Yeah, but then you thought heard back and you thought back. So anyway, do you like it? I, I just love it. I to try it. I, I love it. Thank you so much. This is great. Yeah. And normally we're not drunk when we do this show. No, we just wanted to <laughs> do something nice. He just like did it. a Rodney Dangerfield eye roll for those of you mm-hmm. listening. Yeah. Next time I'll bring the French Accorta. So that's what you brought? Uh, no. I, and I, <laughs> I was trying to tell you something I would have brought. No, 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 like, no. It was a perfect setup. I like her confidence that she thinks we're bringing her back. <laughs> well, I'm not saying I'd come back, the even if you begged. Uh, <laughs> the hey, next time. You know, if I'm the only one bringing the liquor, I'm coming oh, back. You, you are <laughs> back oh, you tomorrow. Did, you walked in with a bottle in a bag. And you were back. With four clean glasses that I cleaned out at the comic strip. Okay? I can't wow. believe that, A, that, and you brought glasses. I would have had paper cups. No, these are from the strip, right? Yeah, but I clean them really well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I just thought she brought them, too. That's so funny. We're in a bar, guys. I was going to bring them. My, wait, we're going to the glasses there. It's, yeah, yeah, it's the comic All right, let, enough anyway, of the wine. Let's move this delicious. on. Let's get this Let's on. Let's keep this rolling. Come Let's on, for the love of God. A joke? No. Okay, oh. so we have our drink. Say the name of the drink again. Uh, it's an Outback. Out, what is it? Malbec. Malbec, and where's it from? Uh, where's Malbec? Argentina. Don't cry. Predominantly from Argentina is correct. Argentinian wine. Where the Italians started going after they came to America. Really? The Italians, yeah. That's why uh, Manage Ginobili. All of them? Yeah, they clo- they, well, they started. Well, they started kicking them out of America. I thought they went to Staten Island. <laughs> That's the manager Nobly, who plays for the San Antonio Spurs, looks Italian, but he's actually from Argentina. It doesn't matter. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm Maureen Langan. I'm a comic, MaureenLangan.com. You can follow me at Facebook, Maureen Langan. I don't know what's going on with these guys. I'm just We're drunk. We're drunk. We're drunk on our couple of si- couple of sips so in. We need a joke. Do you have a joke? You no, know, can I tell joke? you something? I cannot stand. I, I was listening to your podcast. I know everybody has. I cannot stand the boom boom jokes. I, I don't remember them. They annoy me. People come up to you know that everybody comes up after a show. Use this, and it's the hackiest, corniest thing. I, I don't have any street jokes. No street jokes? I have no street jokes. I just have Langan jokes. Do you have a Langan joke that you can do? Well, I do talk work? about, I do judge people because it gives me hours of pleasure and I'm never going to stop and people write that. Which is really <laughs> why you listen to the podcast. Right, so I could you judge. You just wanted to judge the shit out of us. I do, I do. And the thing is, I used to want to be a better person, but I found it exhausting. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I knew you then. I know, that's why I'm hanging out with you. It I makes me feel that. better yeah, about oh, myself. Feel better. I also noticed how, how, how she was very hospitable where she, she poured the wine and then gave us... The feedback. Like, she came in, she goes, by the way, I brought you guys wine. By the way, uh, I listened to your podcast. Here's what you're doing wrong. <laughs> I said, you're, I said it was, I said no, no, it was no, damn it, good, which shocked me, because so many podcasts suck. No, no, and no. I yeah, worked yeah. in broadcast. Well, well, our goal was not can to I, suck. Can I get to the punchline? Oh! <laughs> it's like I got a heckler, a podcast heckler. And I got the goddamn title of ADD guy out of the I'm brain. sorry, Mark. Oh. Um, so anyway, people say you should never judge another person until you have walked a mile in their shoes. You hear that all the time. Mm. I happen to be the daughter of a New York City garbage man. I have walked in other people's right. shoes. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> Boom! <laughs> I like that. I do. You had a one-woman show about it, right? I did. I still have it. It's yeah. still out there. Yeah. Yeah. So what, give us a little 
breakdown of the show? What's the the arc? What's the theme? What do you guys arc theme? What do you? What Who's do the you protagonist? Do? What's the uh, denouement? I um, it's called Daughter of a Garbage Man. Seriously, and it's about being raised by an Irish mother. My mother's an immigrant, but she's very safe in America because she's white and has blue eyes. I don't want anybody to worry <laughs> about her. Um, she almost could pass <laughs> for Norwegian. Yeah, she almost looks Norwegian, Irish. Like they could pass. No, and it's about being raised by this Irish mother who came here on a boat when she was 19. My father from the South Bronx, who didn't finish high school, raising six kids to get your education. And the the juxtaposition (laughs) of today's current (laughs) values, our Kardashian and Trumptopia world, and about, like, my mother told me to get an education to develop a brain. Develop your brain. Get your education. She should have told me to dance with poles while I still had the body to do so, because that's (laughs) the path to success. So what I really do is go beneath who these people are. I become my mother with her sadness, her secrets, her struggles. The same with my father. And I act them out, which is very vulnerable. And I worked with the director for a year in San Francisco, and I've toured with it. So... And it was, humbly tell you, it was one of the top three for 2017. Nice. I know, you're not supposed to brag when you're Irish. You know that. You're not supposed to say that. Ah, You're not supposed to do that. Um, But, yeah, so it's really, it takes you beneath these people. (laughs) But it takes you beneath who these people are. When you're this talented. Mm, it's true. You could just sing karaoke Same. and everything will work out. So that's really what it is. It's a juxtaposition of the values with which I was raised uh, versus today's values. And it's social commentary. It's characters, my parents, myself. And really there's a message about who we are and who we're meant to be. And ultimately all we can do is walk in our own shoes as much as we might want to covet something else and do the right thing regardless of the rewards. So, But it's very funny, but it's also emotional. You might be surprised how emotional. I'd love to see it. Are you, are you thinking of doing it again? Anytime? Looking for some theaters now on the, East Coast, on the East Coast. It did, it did a month in Edinburgh. It did uh, a year in Berkeley and San Francisco. did Nantucket in Florida. So and how many people are in it? Uh, me I'm and joking. my 14 personalities. <laughs> <laughs> it's a one-woman show. I know. It's a one-woman so show, but you got to see the cast. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny if, if, if you don't like it? You know when you don't like a show and you like come up with, oh, the lighting was great the cast was terrific. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but people go daughteroforgarbageman.com. It'll take you to the page on my website that has the was reviews. Was he a New York clip. garbage man or a Jersey? A New York City gar- New York sanitation City? worker. Yeah. My brother's New York City sanitation Yeah? Worker. It's a tough job. Uh, these guys are nah, out there in this heat. We make fun of him all the time because he's off so much. Is he? Yeah. yeah. They had unlimited sick days when my father was doing it, which well, is good. Well, you know what they do now. If you're sick, they come and check. Oh, they did then. We would just say he couldn't come to the door. He was that sick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joking. <laughs> oh yeah, we, the if they call, races. he just he like well, maybe not the horse <laughs> races, but you know. No, it's funny because chasing something. My mother was the other way. My mother was always like, "What are you? What are you gonna go to college for?" Oh. They go get it, get a city job. That was like a. Like, oh, my mother was like, "You better have opportunity. Marry a Jew." <laughs> <laughs> no, she was always like, "Marry a Jew." They know how to take care of their families. My mother, I was the first to go to college. My mother tough Irish woman literally cried when she saw me walking. I'm like, well, suck it up, lady. Now, what, what order were you in the in the siblings? There's six, so it's boy, girl, boy, girl, boy, girl. So I'm Marsha and... Uh, nah, and uh, regiment. Yeah, and Greg is a little brain damaged, but we don't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> is it okay to laugh here? Yeah. <laughs> no, he's not. He's just slightly off. He Like, I think today he so was am I. called... He's not looking windows or nothing. I just found out he, I mean, growing up, he was odd. You know, like he'd walk around with the American flag on. Like, just you take you, we get the flag off the front lawn. How much older is he than you? Ten and a half months in one day. Oh, very Irish. So we went to school together. I was very protective of him. So I think in my personality, I'm an oldest. Okay. Yeah. And what does he do now? 
He does heating and cooling systems. He's the, he's the only one of the six who didn't go to college. He went to um, the Navy, and he learned the skill, and he's doing well. And, you know, that's worked out for him. And the interesting, the ironic thing is my mother who told us to go to school, my father, the street guy who had the connections in the unions, was able to help him. So you see? Oh, wow. Yeah, it's good. It's a blessing. <laughs> it is. I'm being too serious. All right, let's stop. Now, how long have you been back <laughs> on the East Coast? Um, well, you, you and know I I'm always back, like every month, every six weeks anyway. Well, how come I haven't seen you in years? Because you don't s- you stopped you stalking. Now you're stalking <laughs> again. You, me, Lampanelli, we used to hang out a lot back I did not day. hang out a lot with her. I didn't. I, I, I'm not well, why did I always see you with her? I don't know. Maybe we're at the clubs at the same time. I mean, I didn't hang with her. We were at the clubs at the same yeah, time. Yeah, I just felt like I was always with you guys. Yeah. Well, I was with you a lot. I was with her a lot. Maybe I just was with the two of you Yeah, maybe that's what it was. The 90s. We're talking about the 90s. I started women all stick together, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> he just called Richie a lesbian. He's yeah. been, he thinks I'm a yes, lesbian. That's I know. I heard this story. Oh. People think you're a lesbian. And Mark brings it up every podcast. Yeah, I, I noticed that, Mark. You're a father now. Yeah, oh God, How many yeah. kids? You got two? two? Wow. Two, and they are nuts. So you know when you're, I had six miscarriages, and you know when you know on the fen- you're on the fence about having kids, when you have that many, you go, whoa, that was close. <laughs> 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 Dark humor. <laughs> dark. Dark. Yeah, I love when our guests set themselves up. <laughs> you know, if you guys aren't going to do it, I'm going to set them up and knock them down. <laughs> that, by the way, six She's doing all the heavy lifting the here. Irish Catholic uh, way of saying, not saying abortion. That's what I mean. Well, they were spontaneous abortions. Oh, my God. Well, that's what they call them. Oh, boy. I hope my mother doesn't listen to this one. Well, that's what they call them. Not even our parents listen to the podcast. That's what they call them. They call them spontaneous. Here, Richie, I'll give you the rest. Thank you. There's probably, is there a lot of sugar in this? No, there's no sugar in this. Oh, my God, really? I'm, I'm on the keto diet. So this yeah, can't be let's good. Let's pour it back. Do you want us to pour it back into no, the bathroom? No, no. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making an excuse because no, no. it's a gift. No, no. Oh, you guys. No, this is going to get doing Normally us. you don't drink and smoke while you're pregnant, but whatever you did, you did. Oh, little, you know, little, little, little pot. <laughs> it's so funny because on the box, when you find out you're pregnant on the stick, it tells you if you have any questions. It's like 1-800-da-da-da-da-da, and there's like there's this real nurse, and it has this picture of a, like a lady. So I call, I go, are you the lady on the box? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she says, how can I help you? I go, all right, it was the big Christmas parties at Gotham, and that was just like a month ago, and I had a lot of red wine. Is my baby going to be deformed? Go. <laughs> She's like, wow. And I said, well, you have to understand. I swear to God, I said this to her. I'm the oldest girl of six. My brother's a little off, so I'm the parentified child, and I had a lot of responsibility, so I'm very nervous. Is my kid going to be all right? So this, I called the lady on the box. <laughs> She's like, I think you need a therapist. Well, <laughs> <laughs> You you make a good point here in that I think that you think I wouldn't be good with I wouldn't be a good mother because that I think that's always why I didn't have kids. You wouldn't be a good mother. I don't think I'd be a good father. You just said mother. No, but I'm saying the way you were talking, like oh my god. Oh no, I would be a great mother. I would be. I just did so much mothering. You don't know how I feel. No, I think (laughs) you would. So do you think you'd be a great mother? Yeah, I do. I think I'd be grouchy. Because I think a lot of I I see a lot of people and I go. Man, you really suck at this. Like how? Like no, I would be good. I just I love kids, uh, and I'm like gravitate to them. I like them. My sister says to me, "You don't like all our nieces and nephews, little like their idiosyncrasies." It's just that as the oldest girl, when you have so much responsibility, and one of my siblings is 14 years younger than I am, you just always have a kid on your hip. You were, yeah, you were kind I of di- always. I wasn't carefree. Mode. Yeah, I didn't have that carefree. I wasn't able to come and go as I pleased, and 
You know, my parents, I'm not complaining. They did the best they could. I'm just saying there's always so much responsibility. I didn't feel like, kids, remember the good old days when you, I'm like, no, I don't, I don't know. No, I'm building them now. Good old days are happening now. Well, and I love, look, we all, I, I, my parents are great. I wouldn't have what I have if they weren't, like, so violent. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> <laughs> my father's a little rough. No, my mo- I'm just saying I didn't want that. Re- I didn't, I was done with that mothering energy. I wanted to have the fun, carefree energy. Yeah. And responsible and responsible. I was the youngest of like all my cousins and stuff. Oh yeah, so how many? I was well, if you count second cousins, which Oh god, here this did. is like a math problem. Well, right? I, was, I mean we're talking under ten. Alright. But uh I was always the youngest, so everything I was always taken care of, which is like kind of the opposite of what you're right. talking about. So, so to me, talking about childhood was like I never remembered thinking about anything. I did whatever I wanted. Somebody was always taking care of me. See, now let me ask you that. And as now a, it's me and Joel. <laughs> but as a, as a father, do you find like, because you're so used to people going, oh, this is how you do it, and this yeah. is how, you find like, oh, God, i got to make the decision now? Do well, you find the, that? The hardest thing is everybody already had kids in, in our family, so I was the last to have them. So the first time my parents came to visit me when we were at the hospital with the kids, they saw me just pick up the baby and hold it and stuff. They're like, oh, my God, he knows how to do this. Like, they were so worried I was going to be horrible because right. I was used to everybody doing yeah. it for me. But I also think that's part of why I left Ohio and moved to New York was... No babies to hold? Nobody knows me. Uh-huh. I can just do my own thing here. Yeah, there's an... Uh, yeah. So there was, like, the, the, the weight of being the youngest is not as bad as being one of the caretakers, but I think it you get a weight because, to me, it's everything was always trying to prove, I can do that, I can do huh. this. Yeah. Instead of like, it sounds like you kind of had the opposite, where it's like, well, I'll, I'll do it for you, or I'll take care. Well, of it my for mother you. be like, Maureen knows how to do that. Maureen will do that. Maureen will call. Maureen, will <laughs> do that. Maureen, you take care of it. I'm like, oh god. Now I still have. To, I find myself doing it. I'm like, my, you, you have to no. And my mother's very <laughs> strong and independent. It's just like delegating. Like, yeah. no, I can't. <laughs> I, no, I can't do anymore. I just did, but like I had a friend who had kids, and I'm like, why, why do you have kids? <laughs> well, because and you had no desire. And okay. Well, no. To be honest, Maureen, I didn't want to do it and be on the road. Mm-hmm. And I, I wasn't married, so I guess that was part of it. But I didn't want to. I didn't want to be. I didn't. And I have no. I, God bless this guy. And yeah. And a Joey Cola, one of the greatest fathers I've ever seen. And you know, but I, I was like, I don't want to be doing the comedy thing, and you know, and being on the road and all that stuff. And then when I was old enough, where I was kind of doing okay, and I, I, I just. I was too old. Was Don't like, you wish, like, we, if we had more time in life, to, then you'd go, okay, I'm going to do this until then, and then I'm going to do that. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think or that... Or you could call your own shots, you know, where it's like, okay, I'll do this, and then when I'm done doing this, I'll do this. It's like, when you say, I want to do this, that might not happen. Yeah, you can't write your own script. Frame. Yeah, it's like... It's true, isn't it? You know, oh, well, by this time, I'll be making this kind of money. Yeah. And realistically... Yeah. Yeah. And and my wife has no maternal instincts whatsoever. Could, has none. No interest in children. Hmm. See, know. I had that, but the thing is, I would have felt trapped because I, I just like, like do I, whatever I, I want whenever I want. You can't go to L.A. for six weeks. Yeah, I just well, I guess you it's could. A psychological trap. Feeling right. it's that, just growing exactly up in an alcoholic family, feeling like scared and feeling like, oh God, I just See, can't. My family gonna... was an alcoholic family until I joined it. Until <laughs> um, <laughs> you hit 16. <laughs> I, I, I said to a buddy of mine, I go, what are you doing with kids? He goes, I don't want to die alone. 
I'm like, I'm pretty sure they're not it's going with you. Yeah, they're you can adopt a puppy. I mean, you know, I mean that whole idea of, <laughs> you know, so for the last year of your life when you're in a bed with drool hanging down, you know, there's someone sitting there waiting for you to go because they're tired yeah. of coming. No, in you can't day. do it for that reason. Though, you know, it's nice to have family sometimes. Sometimes uh, you got to steal yourself. I'm nice no? to my nieces <laughs> and nephews. One of them will take me in when the time comes. They always say you get, uh, you can't, I can't say on the air, but you always get one. I can't say it's bad because it's bad. Right? You're not allowed to say One so. kid? No, you, can, you, you, you do. usually get, you get one MFer and one little. Uh, There's always one who's a little. Artard. Um, or, or just a pain in the ass. Oh, God. Uh, I know always my two-year-old. <laughs> my two-year-old's already the pain in the ass. I mean, there's always one who takes all the money. Or know, saps your soul. The, saps the parents. <laughs> yeah. It's always angry. Always yeah, the victim. I, I, I hate the victim stuff. I can't take <laughs> it. The victim <laughs> stuff. Now, how do you get along with your brothers and sisters, then? I mean... Uh, Me or her? Uh, both of you. How many siblings do you have, Richie? I have three brothers. Oh, where do you fall? I'm second. I'm 14 months younger than the oldest. All right, the Irish thing. What about you, Soul Joe? Any Two sisters, younger. Oh, so you're an oldest. That's yep. why you're a take charge guy. Make things happen. Yeah. Sold Joe. Yep, yep. Any un- anybody else going to Uniontown? <laughs> anybody else going to Uniontown, uh, Wisconsin? Love, that's uh, <laughs> 500 the, hours I away. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'll let you drive with somebody. Go, no, that's worse. I, that's yeah, worse. Yeah. I got to be trapped alive in a really car with somebody? Well, this is, this is, well, no, no, no. It was a discussion. And she, I go, well, if you want, I can have you drive with someone. She goes, no, nah, I'll drive by myself. I love when people, <laughs> there are people who make fun of you <laughs> about your name about the whole Soul Joel thing. And they'll say to me, what's up with the Soul Joel thing? And I'm like, basically, it rhymed with Joel. I think that's all he did. There's nothing about him that's soulful. People remember it. And people always like, I thought he was black because it's Soul Joel. So, you know, I got that. I got that part. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I just was worried. I I don't need subtitles. (laughs) But where are you living, Rick Adana? I live in in Philadelphia. Oh, you are in Philly. You're just moving around. Yeah, you got it. It was the idea of either changing my lifestyle if we were here, or if we moved, I could keep as a comedian and a writer. But isn't so Philly is Philly that much more cost effective than New York? Yeah, it's, right. and you're on the outskirts of Philly. Yeah, you're in I Jersey, mean, in, right? No, I'm not in Jersey. I'm oh, I thought you were in Jersey. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were like because I know you guys are close. So I'm I like guess. 15 minutes from Minnesota. Yeah, so you are on the Pennsylvania you're in side. Pennsylvania. Yeah. What town? Uh, ben Salem. All right. Oh, Ben Salem. Okay. And uh, it's there's a casino right there. Oh, good. It's, it's a cool. Good. Is there karaoke? <laughs> I'm sure that we can find karaoke for Richie if he if he won the move. I I don't. Here's the funny thing is <laughs> that I don't do a lot of karaoke, and I think it's funny that Maureen's making it sound like I run around. There's karaoke night. There's well, how come the guy knew you when you walked into the because Valley Forge? It's, it's Richie it's back. The Valley because by the time it's eleven o'clock, eleven thirty at Valley Forge, I'm hammered. <laughs> Really? Yeah, and and then I'm like, I'll sing. <laughs> <laughs> we should go out with it again, though, at the end, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Oh so now God, that it's yeah. set up so beautifully. Sexy voice. You know what I love? D.F. Swedler is teaching his class, and we can see them from here. We're, We're at the comic strip. I took my first class with him. Did you really? Yeah, and I did a joke about... Shout like out to D.F. Swedler. My mother didn't want me to use tampons. They're too much like having sex. So I said, bring on a box. I'll have an orgy. Yeah, early on. That was mm-hmm. all right. But then he wanted me to do cat and dog material. I couldn't do it. But he teaches a lot of kids, right? Look at hopeful nice people. Group in there, huh? People no. have no idea what they're in for. I... I <laughs> <laughs> so sad to see that, all that hope. That Look at them jotting notes and crap. No, when I was ta- when I took classes, mm. when I, a couple of classes I took, they didn't really steer you in a direction of talk about this. 
And I noticed that seems to happen a lot more in the few classes I've sat in on now. They, they're always like, hey, you know, you should talk about blah, 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 blah. Like, the, I think you should let someone talk about what they want to talk about. It was about. more about trimming your own material, yeah. right? Yeah. I had some corny jokes about cats and dogs, but I didn't want to do it just because there was assignments that l led you, you know, just here's the topic. Yeah. And they didn't feel authentic. And it's funny, in hindsight, they aren't. And right. it's interesting. You know your own instincts. Like your but then you know everybody thing. tries to tell you, like I had someone go, don't talk so fast. But I can't keep up with That's my thinking. Well, it's just who I am. Yeah, it's not like I'm trying. I mean, I can be chill here. We're hanging. But when I get on stage, the adrenaline runs and I can't keep up with it. I think doing radio, it probably helps to talk that way. To, Fast? To keep to engage your audience. It's just a gift, Soul Joe. Uh, it's not like I even try. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she sounds like. Mm. Anyway. But I, 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 um, I just lost my train of thought. Well, of welcome to Drinks, Jokes, and Storytelling. <laughs> Where's Malbec from? Argentina. Malbec. Yep. So, if you guys watch, I'm dying up here. There's a line that I think so, uh, such a comedian's line. They said um, they're sitting in the shitty hotel room. It's three comics, and the one guy goes, "You know, when they said comedy was going to change your life, I thought it was going to be for the better." Yeah, that is <laughs> really What's your what was your shittiest gig? Let's tell. Uh, have you done all this? You probably have a million. No, times. we haven't really no. done that. Let's talk shittiest gigs ever. Um, well, I'm doing this thing for Joel on Wednesday. Not a room oh. with no window. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Where is it? It's it doesn't matter. Can I talk about it? Or no. Not? Really? Why? I. I Look at him. <laughs> I'm doing a gig for Joel that I'm not allowed to tell you what it is, but it doesn't sound like fun. And Mark did it last. Why year. can't you talk about it? This well, is like I, I, I don't. I'm not. A, I'm not a big guy. If, if I have a continual relationship, I don't want to. I don't. You don't want to dump on it. So yeah. You don't want to shit on a relationship. So all bets are off when we do the podcast, except if it's you. Yes. That's okay. correct. I can Just see try. that. Yeah. I see yeah. what's happening okay. here. I see control. Shitty karaoke. Oldest, two younger that, sisters. But, but Joel. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> worst, worst gig. Yeah. Back in the early '90s, I used to op open. Greg Morton. You know Greg Yeah, Morton? Greg Morton from Toronto. Great yeah, comic. Great comic. And a great really great impressionist. Yeah. Really yeah, great. Tina great Turner. A that, Tina that's Turner. political humor. I mean, Craig does... I haven't seen him in years, but I love amazing. him. I haven't seen him in years either, but he's amazing. So, he got all these colleges. He got like, like a hundred-something colleges in one year. And he was getting... Wow, that's money. He was like, I can't keep doing these on my own. I, so, when he was in the East Coast, he hired me to drive them and open for them. And um, so the problem was we'd go into these colleges and no one knew I was coming a lot of times. Mm. Maybe just whoever the booker of it. And I literally would get brought up at times like, yo, um, the guy you see on the posters all over campus, <laughs> he'll be up later. Not him. He's going to have this other guy come up. For, I literally had a guy go, uh, I hope he's, he better be funny because I'm missing my best, my favorite show for this. Like that was an opening, and oh my god, and that's your worst. And I would okay. no no, and I would eat it. <laughs> yeah, because so you weren't set up. Yeah. But when I was killing, when I did well, Greg would sit in the back, go keep going, keep going, because and that's the kind of person. He ah, is. that's generous. Yeah, that's and, generous. And I learned so much from that. And but one night, this they were really tough, and we had a we had a rule, when I fi when he finished the show, if he didn't see me, it meant I was in the car. And whenever he could get out, that's fine. I'm in the car. Because it meant I had a bad night. I don't want to talk. You know how yeah, yeah, the God, last year there's talked to anyone. Okay. Especially so. college kids. 
Yeah. yeah. So I, I do the show, and I'm like, they're they're kind of assholes, but I got them. I got, and all of a sudden, a group of guys come in, sit in the back, and start making this sound with their voices that, I guess, was a joke amongst them. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, like they were going. Mm. And they were all doing it, and everybody started laughing, and they wouldn't stop doing it to the point where the whole room started doing it. Oh, God. And at one point, I go, all right, you know what? I go, I'm going to bring up your headliner, and somebody clapped. And I go, really? Did you just clap because bring up your headliner? And I, they go, yeah, and they all start. I go, you know what? Fuck you, people. I'm staying go, up for I'm 20 more minutes. I'm staying up here. <laughs> I'm going to do my act until you guys... Give me a, a applause break. I don't. I am going to keep hoping. telling jokes till till you guys applaud. So I tell a joke and they gave me a standing. <laughs> These little fucks stood up to get me <laughs> off the stage. Wow. So, ladies and gentlemen, Greg Moore. But they were with you though. They were. They no, were, they no, were being all right, Never mind. So he goes out. <laughs> he goes out and kills, crushes, and goes out and ber- What I found amazing was he would go out, start his act, and if they gave him shit, he go, Nah, we're not doing that. I, I saw him walk off stage and go, you know what? I'm too old. I've done this for too long. Greg Morton. I don't need your bullshit. And he's the nicest guy in the world, right? Yeah. And, and you know what? I'm I'm done. And he would walk off the stage. I saw him do it three times. And all three times, the kids were like, we'll be good. Come we'll back. Be we'll good. be good. And he'd walk back. Go, no, 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 no. It's either me talking or you guys This is talk. like Elton John. Like he would lay into them. And each time, <laughs> each time he, he got them. And then did an hour but, crushed. But you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. But there's times you feel like you want to connect. You want it to be like the symbiotic relationship up there. That's what I want. And then you're sometimes with people that they, they don't give a crap. They're not interested. Right. And you're like, I, what am I doing this? Like, Two years of like graduate right school. What am I doing this? Story, but well, that was in. the longest fucking story. So I, didn't know, I asked you what was your you worst gig. It was like 1,400 stories. So or go ahead. What, what's your worst? No, I can't oh. let him oh. wrap this up. Oh, I'm sorry. Right now. How about right now? How about now? Like now, I'm like I'm so much pain. If you would shut up, I'd be oh, done. Oh, oh yeah, okay, it's me. I'm the problem. <laughs> All right, I'm the problem. All right, okay, I'll play. This night, this more worst night of my life. This and, is worst and night. Instead, of I go. I'm staying. I'm not going to the car. Oh. So when he came off, he didn't expect to see me there. I said, I want to see how I'm treated. And I have never been treated like the people at the show. They're going up to Greg, going, "You were really great," and they're looking at me like I'm not really there. Like, <laughs> you were really funny, like like they, like I had leprosy, like like moving away from me yeah, and shit. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, wow, this is as bad as it can be. Like even after the show. But we've all know. had those, like you know, where you just feel but like you asked me what the worst was. No, I is. I'm glad you told me. No, I'm glad. No, I feel good that you t- shared. That and I was on a cruise. No, ship. no more, no more. <laughs> I was, but, no this more. Is quick. <laughs> I was on a cruise. <laughs> <ship>. <laughs> The weird thing is, that was Mark screaming. I was on a cruise ship, and we had to do a Q&A with the people from the audience, and I had done my show the night before, and it was the singer and whoever else, and, and I go, uh, well, I have three brothers, and they're all funnier than me, and a guy yells out, well, where the hell are they? I go, that's, that's great. That's that good. Great. That's so, good. Go no, ahead. That What's it. yours? Well, this is... This is just, this wasn't my worst. I'll get to my worst. This is a short story. Opening for Joy Behar. I opened for Joy a million times. And... Uh, she was all ner- she gets a little nervous before she's Enjoy like yeah she's like aren't you nervous I go you're nervous for both of us and she was lovely to me everything was great we're in a big theater about 2,500 people um, and then the uh, MC goes the you know sound of God ladies and gentlemen coming to the stage a good friend of Joy uh, a comic that she's worked with before now they're expecting what Rosie or Whoopi and it's like 
Maureen Langdon. <laughs> <laughs> I get up there and everybody's like, wow. I go, listen, you think you're disappointed? How about yeah. me? Okay, Can you please make this? the sound of confusion? <laughs> <laughs> and then the other thing was uh, I, I was doing a gig at the Throckmorton in Mill Valley, which is just one town north of, you know, really just north of San Francisco. Great place. It's where Dana Carvey and Robin Williams, it was their home club. So they just popped in right ahead of me. I was supposed to headline. They just pop in and happen to just riff for 45 minutes. Ladies and gentlemen, Maureen Lankin. <laughs> wow, yeah, that's brutal. I said, well, they have a career. I got nothing. I'm the daughter of a garbage man. I got shit. I got shit. And I got to come on after this. It isn't bad enough. My life isn't hard enough. I need that. And then they came on board. But the worst was when a guy pissed in the car uh, behind the seat. Um, Wait, yeah, what? Uh, this was the worst. This w I was working with a guy from Boston. He brought his friend. Oh, uh, and <laughs> we're in a van going from uh, Vegas to Laughlin, Nevada. Hey, bragging. You know Sylvia Plath? Probably not. But Sylvia Plath put yeah, her head yeah. in an oven. All she had to do was sit in a corner in Laughlin, uh, Nevada, and she would have been dead in minutes. It was the hottest place. You couldn't touch a doorknob. So these two guys, I get in the car. The guy goes, I'm up front. I'm sitting up front, like total gentleman. I go, well, that's fine. I, you know, I don't care. He's the headliner. He goes, yeah, and I'm smoking, too. I'm like, okay, this is, this is a lovely start. Wow. Hi, I'm Maureen Langan. Pleasure to meet you. Then his friend is behind me. because a little minivan. Uh, he goes, I got to piss. And the uh, very, like, just a, a very manly female driver says, I could stop, and you can pee on the side of the road. But it's desert. He's like, no, no. He takes out a styrofoam cup and pisses oh. right behind me, and I get to smell that oh. the whole time. And now I would have been like, you know, you guys suck. You're a piece of crap. Are you kidding me? Then I just was like, oh, God. Then the headliner who smoked in the car did not want to be in the room during the set. Therefore, he doesn't know what's going on in the room, right? <laughs> so uh, you know how I kind of use my material to come in and out of the people in the audience? Yeah. And it's not crowd work. It's what I do. You know, there might be people I play with. He comes in and goes, listen, listen, sweetheart. You know, I can't be in here where you're doing this, you know? Listen, just keep it like that. I don't, and he's out there gambling and jonesing because he doesn't drink anymore. So that's, they replace oh, the addiction. Yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah. thinking, just because you're not a pro, I got a friend. And he was like, and then I go back to the hotel room. I had to work with him another time. I'm at the Tropicana. And I go up into my hotel room, and the floor stinks. And I call uh, downstairs. I go, there's something odorous in here. And they said, uh, oh, yeah, the body was removed a couple hours ago. <laughs> the body oh was removed. God. This is they, You're not in the Tropicana itself. The gig was there, but you're kept in some uh, condos. Oh, in Atlantic City. Yeah, That's some condos. Ridiculous. Yeah, I don't want people to think it was the Tropicana. I don't want to. It was a... And then I'm thinking, the Tropicana, oh. who wouldn't put the comics in the Tropicana? They wouldn't. So yeah. it's okay. Yeah, but then this headliner, <laughs> I'm thinking, oh, my God, he's following me, and he's trying to kill me. <laughs> I got the wrong button. Can I tell one more story? Please. No, God, I hope so. It's long. Um, <laughs> I love how you all looked at me like, shit, is it? I was opening for Jackie the Joke Man when, at, at a college, and the kid who booked the show was also a comic. And he was going, dude, I'm going to do like 10 minutes, bring you up, then we'll, I'll bring up Jackie, it's going to be awesome, blah, blah, blah. So we go out, and it, this is when Howard with Jackie was huge. And we, we start walking up, I'm right behind him, he's going to walk up to the stage, he's got the mic off stage. We're going to do this, man, it's going to be great, Jackie, it's going to be great. As we're walking up, you hear the crowd going, Jackie, <gasps> Jackie! The kid gets nervous, and there's a speaker... As, we're, as he's walking up the steps and he gets behind the speaker and he goes, who is it you guys came here to see? And they go, Jackie! <laughs> and he goes, 
Who'd you come here to see? They go, Jackie. And he goes, Jackie will be out soon, but first we got a guy coming up. And they go, boo. And I'm behind him going, you, he bailed. He ba he's, he's bringing me up. I go, you motherfucker. You come back. And he goes, bring it up. Give it up for Richie Byrne. Fuck hippo. So I go out and they're yelling, screaming. And I go, Who'd you guys come to see? They go, Jackie. <laughs> I go, who'd you come to see? Jackie. This goes on for like five minutes. Finally, they're like, Jackie. They were like exhausted. Like, <laughs> and I go, well, Jackie will be out soon, but you're going to have to put up with me. And it went fine Good. after that. But I'll never get this kid just bailed on the show. Just fuck you. I, I booked it. Screw you. I'm not going up. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> Jackie. So one more time, plug all your... Maureen Langan is who I am, L-A-N-G-A-N.com, daughteroftheGarbageMan.com. For all your just, tour dates? Um, just go to uh, Facebook. No, go to my website, MaureenLangan.com. All right, that's drink jokes and storytelling. You guys are awesome. Thank you for having me. Love Richie, you, Soul Joel, Mark, great to see you guys. Thank you. Last call. Thanks for listening to Drinks, Jokes, and Storytelling.